This program is made possible by Bible Way Media, overseen by the Uliga Church of Christ in Uliga, Oklahoma. You are listening to Diligent Teacher with my mom, Lisa Ol. Hello, ladies. Thank you for tuning in to the Diligent Teacher podcast today. I'm your host, Lisa Earl. I have often heard the phrase, we want to appeal to the masses. I've heard this from corporations wanting to attract business. I've heard this from states and countries wanting to attract tourists. Sadly, though, I have also heard this from groups of people claiming to be part of God's children. So-called churches are looking to attract quantity instead of quality. They are changing the way they worship in order to make it more attractive to a society that is full of the I wants and I feels and I needs. Everything is centered upon self, and that is what many churches are today. They are centered upon what the people want, what the people feel, and what the people think they need. They appeal to the masses. The problem with this, though, is that God set forth certain guidelines for our worship, and He expects us to follow His guidelines and His only. He doesn't ask us what we want. He doesn't ask us what we feel. He doesn't ask us what we need. He already knows what we want and feel as He is omniscient. He already knows what we need as He is our Creator. And more importantly, He already gave us and gives us what we need. So, what are the guidelines that God has set forth for worship, and does the church we belong to follow those guidelines? It is a serious question to ask yourself. It is a serious question when considering with whom you are going to worship. It is a serious question when thinking about your eternal home. There are five key acts of worship that God gives us in our Bibles. These are the guidelines, and we are to follow them and not add our own desires to worship. The first act that we find is found in Acts 2.42, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. This verse comes after Peter's moving sermon on the day of Pentecost, and about 3,000 souls had been baptized for the remission of their sins. After their baptism, they continued in the apostles' doctrine or teaching, that doctrine or teaching coming from God. So during our own worship, we need to be also continuing with the teaching and preaching from God's word. The second act is also found in Acts 2.42, but... Also in 1 Corinthians 11, verses 23 through 26. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So in the passage we read about, we read about the institution of the Lord's Supper. What does that entail? The breaking of bread and the drinking of the cup. But how often are we to observe this? Acts 27 tells us that the disciples came together to break bread on the first day of the week. It does not say on the first day of the week twice a year. It does not say on the first day of the week and any other day the disciples felt like. It does say on the first day of the week, meaning every week on the first day and only the first day. 
So far, we have seen two acts of worship, preaching and teaching, and the Lord's Supper. Let's move on to the third act that is found in Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And also found in Ephesians 5.19, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. The third act we are to consider today is singing. God wants us to blend our voices together in song to Him. He wants to hear the words we are singing. He wants us to teach each other with the songs we sing. He wants us to make melody in our hearts unto Him. This is a part of worship, and it is emotional, but we can't let our emotions dictate the things we sing and the things we do. God does not say to take up a guitar or play a piano with the words. He wants words, not noises. He does not say to listen to one person singing a solo. He wants us to all blend our voices together, whether we are singing on pitch or not. There is not a single example in the New Testament, which we are to follow today, of the disciples taking up musical instruments. We are to sing with our voices and our hearts to the Lord. The fourth act can be found again in Acts 2.42, and as we have already read it, we won't read it again. This act is the act of praying. Praying is the way that we can talk to God. God speaks to us through His Word, and we speak to Him through our prayers. This is the time when we can thank God for our blessings, we can beseech God on behalf of others, and we can ask God for what we need or desire. Praying should be a part of our worship to God. The fifth act is found in 1 Corinthians 16, verses 1-2. through Now concerning the collection of the saints, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. The giving of our means to God is a way to make sure the church has what it needs to spread the gospel. It is a way to help the church to do benevolence work. It is a way to show God that you are thinking about Him throughout the week when you are laying aside funds to give to the church on the first day of the week. It is commanded, and we are to observe it. The last thing I want us to consider today is that appealing to the masses shouldn't be our priority. God does not expect the masses to follow Him. He says that there is a wide way and a narrow way, and there are few who follow the narrow way. If we want the blessings of God, we must follow His instructions for worship. We must put aside our own feelings and desires and do what God says to do. In closing, I want you to think about Jesus. Jesus Christ Himself did not appeal to the masses. In fact, He was murdered by the masses. Let's end this podcast with a reading of Isaiah 53. Who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. 
The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living, for the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sins of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Thank you, ladies, for taking the time to listen, and always remember to teach them diligently. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can find out more about Bible Way Media at BibleWayMedia.org.